Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, we're doing Fears again! It's our Elite Eight Final Four and our champion of our Fears bracket, which is the best fear you're going to have to tune in to find out. It's happening right now. This is Up for Debate, episode number 94, recorded November 1st, 2017. Cheers for Fears, part boo. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, uh, the podcast that does talk about anything uh, and certainly will. I'm Sean Jenks, joined, as always, by the spookiest man in your neighborhood. Uh, It is Mr. Matt Mariani. Did you have a nice uh, happy Halloween there, Mr. Sean Jennings? It really could have been any other day. I didn't do any. And and I even looked, I was like glancing out of, no one even in my condo complex was trick-or-treating. It, it, was, a, it was a non-event in the Jennings household, I have to be honest. I'm trying to think of what, what would your scary name be if you had a scary name? Oh, I know that's, on Twitter everyone does this. This is the, the hot the, shit. So, yeah, this is, so you're Sean so it would be like Sean Jen, uh, 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 gone, uh, gone, um, gone. Your, yours is easy because you're just, you could be Bat Mariani. Yes. Or like Matt Scariani. Yes, Matt. That exactly. Yeah, there like you go. yours Matt is Bat Scariani is like that. That took two <laughs> seconds. Yeah, Jen. Jen. Gone. Jenning. No, Shennings is your name. Is is this is the scary part of it that it's it's unpronounceable gibberish? Gone blending, blending, gone blendings. Blending. That's a scary name. <laughs> that is a scary name. We'll come up with something. It's there. It's 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 there. If you'd like to write in, write in. What is this? The 1930s? <laughs> P.O. Box you'd like 108. Number. New York, New York. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, Your chance to win a decoder ring. Yeah, we don't do prizes at like the bottom of the box. You know, like message us over the Facebook and with Sean Jennings scary name, you know, we'd all we'd be all for that. Boy, would we. And uh, I will say if folks are watching live on Facebook right now, you're welcome to comment as well and let us know. uh, Let us know what you think about that. Now, Matt, last week we were on this program, episode number 93. We started with 16 fears in our quest to pick the best bracket style head to head this week. We're back with our elite eight, our surviving winners from last time. We're going to narrow it down to a single one by the time we're done with this episode. Now, uh, we do have a bit of a correction. We were corrected by a fan last week. I don't remember if it was you or I, I'm going to say I claimed that there were not rattlesnakes in the Northeast. That is not true. Fan Colby Rabidou, uh made sure to point out that there are rattlesnakes in the Northeast. Just one more thing to be afraid of. Yeah. There you go. Thank you, Colby. Snakes are, snakes are scary. Uh, so with that, we can open up the, the debate. Yeah, so let's 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 go over our 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 four matchups. We'll start with, and then we'll dive into each one. Um, for those who didn't listen last week, remaining we have snakes 
ophidiophobia versus agoraphobia, the fear of open spaces. We'll also have uh, acrophobia, the fear of heights, and chlorophobia, the fear of clowns. We will have trypophobia, the fear of holes, and chromatophobia, the fear of money. Lastly, we'll have tristidecophobia, the fear of the number 13, and diphenophobia, the fear of dinner parties. So let's, as you mentioned, Matt, we can dive right into our first one. It's very uh, topic appropriate because it is snakes versus open spaces. Okay. Um, do, you, do you want to kick this one off or should I? I'll jump right into it. Um, okay. Okay. The, these are very different fears for me. Looking at them, they're... they're for me, it just I'm just thinking my way through this out loud, like step by step, okay? Um, a fear of a snake. Snakes, like that's a that's a fear that you can remove. Like, all right, so the snake can go away on its own, or you can remove or have somebody remove the snake. It can get out of the way. It doesn't require much movement. I mean, you can also be the one that runs away from it movement on your part the open space though like that's not going anywhere that's gonna that's staying there until you're the one that moves um so just full blast like uh i think i'm leaning more toward the open space right off the bat i'm thinking open space is the way to go with this one um again we have certain criteria that we are evaluating these fears on based on and um i just think that the factor that the open space can't be controlled or moved in any way makes that one the better fear. So I'm going to go with uh, fear of open spaces, agoraphobia. Now, Matt, you know, I I will say back at that, you know, in the previous round, I was a big proponent of open spaces. I, I kind of won that disagreement, if you want to call it winning, because uh, you were you were quite in the other direction on that. Uh, and now I'm going to kick well, it. I'm going to kick it to the curb. I'm going to kick it to the curb. Um, I really think snakes is is the better fear in this case, and that is simply because snakes are a realized fear. They they are a, an absolute, realistic, gonna hurt you, don't go near it type fear. The fear of open spaces is more of a psychological fear. It's more in your mind, um, which is something I believe can be. That maybe this isn't fair, and I didn't. By the way, I did a disclaimer on our last episode. I should probably do it again. We are not doctors, nor are we trying to make fun of anyone's actual fears. This is a, a show for entertainment. We realize people do have actual fears, and they can be debilitating. And and you know, if we say things that sound you know uh, insensitive, they're not meant to be. We're just trying to be amusing. Uh, that being said, I feel like a fear of open spaces can be overcome with the mind. A a a snake can you cannot overcome a snake with your mind. You, because it it will bite you. But doesn't that doesn't that fear that that psychological fear? To me, psychological fears are the best fears. You know, I would I would see a movie that terrifies you psychologically instead of just like physically bare bones, like people jumping out and scaring you kind of movie. To me, a movie that like really chills you psychologically is is a much 
that's I think that's kind of the bread and butter of Stephen King, right? The author, his books are all about psychological terrors, not so much the like, you know, brick and mortar fears, we'll call them. Yeah, but uh, uh, so I think that a psychological fear is just more powerful. Yeah, but I'd also argue that which is scarier, you reading a Stephen King book or you physically being inside a Stephen King book? Like, that's the thing about snakes is they're real and right in front of you. And 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 you can't, you know, what's scarier, a scary movie or being in a vat of snakes, Matt? That's the, I mean, the open space is right in front of you, too. You're, you're physically there yeah, but with it's, the open it's space. A, it's, you're, you're afraid of a concept. That's what I'm saying. You're not afraid of a physical yes, object. I, Totally. I totally agree. You are you are afraid of the concept. But to me, that is just fundamentally scarier than being afraid of a physical object. An idea that kind of debilitates you. Because I mean, you could you can face an object, you can like confront it, you can, you know, conquer that object, you can like somebody can kill a snake and or you can like, I just think that that so that goes a, lo- a longer way than, you know, that open space that's all right in front of you and like terrorizing you psychologically. Because there's cause, and you know like that's another thing is that like the person who's afraid of the open space like they know that that is an unusual thing to be afraid of, so that it has a little bit of a social stigma attached to it. Whereas a snake is a totally reasonable thing to be afraid of because it can bite you. You know, Matt. I think you've convinced me. Whoa. I think I'm okay. I'm gonna which uh I don't think happened at all last time, but I think I think the point is that we're we're trying to determine the best fear. And we never really said what best means, but we we've kind of given it a little bit of criteria. But I would say snakes is too rational of a fear to be the best fear. Snakes is too too predictable of a fear to be a best fear. I would say, I don't know, um, actually, this, this, here we go, Matt, we're going to actually back up our talk with interesting things. Uh, I found a survey, they surveyed back in 2001, they surveyed 43,000 U.S. adults about specific phobias. Now, there's a technical difference between a fear and a phobia, I won't get into it, it's more of a medical diagnosis, calling it a phobia, um, of specific things, and the number one most common, 5%, of U.S. adults surveyed found that they had a fear of insects, snakes, birds, or other animals. And it was the most common in the survey. Mm. And so I just think that that's not really, that's just a general fear. It's not a best fear. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you. I think open space should win. I think it's a little more interesting. I think, I think it's got that going for it. All right. Open space. I'm going to put that on the list here. And we're going to continue on to our next... Our next head-to-head here, and we have got uh, acrophobia, the fear of heights, which, by the way, was the second most popular fear in that 43,000 U.S. adults surveyed just behind animals, who's going against claurophobia, the fear of clowns. Matt. Heights versus clowns. Heights versus clowns. I guess it's my turn to go first on this one. Sure. I think this this of the four we have here on the sheet, the four our four first head to heads tonight. This is the most difficult for me because I really feel like both sides have very compelling arguments. Starting with heights, I think 
Height, in the same vein as snakes, is a very rational fear. Man was not meant to fly. Man was not built uh, built to build tall buildings. Man should not be higher than a certain height. I, I genuinely believe that. Um, and so I think it's a realized fear. I think it's a very natural, very evolutionary survival fear. Um, and I think that it is a very... And the thing about snakes is I feel like snakes are a little more avoidable than heights. Because mm. in the modern era... You, it's very common to go in tall buildings, very common to go in airplanes. Um, I just think that that's a much more common occurrence. So it's got that going for it. When it comes to clowns, clowns are fucked up. I'm just going to come right out and say, and we talked about this last week, clowns are out of space. They have no business existing in 2017. I get why they existed in the the 30s or the 1880s or whenever. I get the idea of a court jester. Like, I get that. 2017, we don't need clowns. Why are they here? There's just something off-putting. It's 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 a it's a an individual who is hidden behind a mask or a face paint, so you don't know who they are. There's that element to it. Very exaggerated features. They're messing with the human form, which I think is on a on a very sub level. It's very off-putting as a human being. And I and I just I don't I don't get it. I. I think I'm going to lean towards one or the other, Matt, but I want you to go ahead and let me know what you think first. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that heights, this is a, this is a very similar one to what we just, like the debate we just had, right? The, the height is more of an idea. It's more of a psychological terror and the, the clown is more of a realized terror. Like, um, even though it's against my own better judgments, because I feel like last time I argued pretty hardcore for why clowns weren't scary. I, I just, I think that that's the better fear. I think that clowns are just terrifying in that they, yeah, like you said, they don't belong in today's wor- today's world, and and like they're kind of this antiquated leftover thing that is still lingering there, and it's um, they're meant to be enjoyed, they're meant to be like comical, and the fact that they've become so twisted into the opposite, something that's feared now, um. And they're just, yeah, there's something creepy about them. There's something um, surreal about them. Well, uh, and one thing I want to say, and I didn't say this earlier, but, you know, I really think the media has not done clowns any favor. I think John Wayne Gacy being a serial killer clown has not done clowns any favor. I mean, I don't know if they really get a fair crack at this. I think that that they've been a little, um, a little, un- we had this cats versus dogs debate on a previous episode. I said cats really kind of had a bad rap. I think it's kind of the same for clowns. I mean, there's really fundamentally, yeah, they're weird, but I think the media has really skewed us towards not liking clowns. Yeah. Um, You got all the movies about the, you know, it and all that. It's out right now. Yeah, I think I'm I'm leaning more toward the clown option. Are you? You know, Matt, I think I'm going to agree with you. I think I think clowns are just fucked up and uh, you know there was some survey I saw a few years ago where it's on like 90% of children don't like clowns 
Who are clowns for? It's the same thing. If I saw a chimney sweep, I'd probably be terrified. Like, why are you here? You know, that mm. it's just very odd. Yeah. And just to add one more thing is that like, while, while heights are very scary, it's a, there's a part of being up high that's exhilarating. And there's a part of it that like, while it's terrifying, it's also still very, very exciting. And there's just, it's just clowns are just pure, pure terror. So I think clowns it is. Clowns it is. Lock in clowns. Put it on the list here. And we will continue on in our ongoing quest here to our next matchup, Matt, on the more eccentric side of our bracket. And that is going to pit Tripophobia, the fear of holes, against Chromatophobia, the fear of money, Matt. What do you think? (laughs) This is such an odd matchup. Um, what do you think of these two fears? Yeah. Um, I find both of them, this is probably the most interesting matchup in our, uh, in our debate tonight. Just, just very intriguing fears. I really want to study both of these, like, and kind of like these ones really seem like there are, there is something psychologically going on with both of these concepts, like very, very Freudian and very like subliminally. Okay. Like a fear of a whole, like so much that Freud and other psychologists could have said about that. Um, of money. Another, like exploration altogether. Again, though, I'm going to give this one the fear of holes. I'm going to give it to holes because the fear, the fear of money thing is just so ambiguous. It's too ambiguous. Like, are you afraid of the concept of money? Are you afraid of having too much money? Are you afraid of having not enough money? Are you afraid of the, the, like the, the paper and the metal itself? Like what is, what scares you about the money? i still don't really fully understand that. So I'm going to give it this one to holes. Our um, fear of a hole is, I think you might've said this fear of a hole is like the fear of the unknown. Like, you know, you gaze into the abyss and the abyss gazes back at you. If you're looking into a deep hole, uh, you're, you're afraid of, are you afraid of being trapped in the hole? I think is, is a legitimate fear itself. Are you afraid of falling down and dying in the hole? Are you afraid that the hole never will end? That you will always just constantly keep falling down the hole? I think it says a lot about the person who's afraid of it and who has that fear. It's just a very interesting one. I'm going to keep this one. You know, Matt, uh, I'll just get my decision point out of the way right up front. Uh, I agree with you. I think holes is is the winner, and and I think. Uh, you know, at least for me, I'm really settling on a theme for tonight, which is I'm not giving a lot of points to super common fears. And I know that you kind of said, what is the fear of money? I think I think a lot of people have a fear of money. I just think it's not in a traditional like the physical dollar bill or coin. I don't think it's what pe- I think people are afraid of the concept of money. Um you know, when you define a phobia, I don't want to get into it too much because I'm not a doctor or, or a licensed mental health professional, but a phobia is very closely linked to anxiety. That's really the side effect of fear. And I think a lot of people have financial anxiety. They have anxiety over money. I think there is a fear of that 
We talked last week about my general disinterest in winning the lottery. I've, I, I not, I wouldn't say I have a fear of it, but I feel like I certainly would have much anxiety over it. So, I think this mm. this idea of money being a common phobia is something I think a lot of people deal with. And I agree with you. the The concept of holes is bizarre in such a fast, even more so than open spaces. I just think this idea of, and you kind of pointed it out. Having a fear of what's not there is is like such a, a I don't want to say again we're not making light of people's fears but it's such a cool idea to 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 think that there is this this phobia and anxiety around the the lack of something a gap in something that you are afraid of 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 what's on the other side of this hole whether you're you're falling into it or you simply can't see to the other side of it um, to to me there's something really cool going on there. I just think the fear of money is just too understandable. I, I just it's hard to make it a best fear when it's just a a standard fear. Agreed. So no nope that it one is. down. Um all right, Matt, we got our, our last of our elite eight here. Uh and that would be uh triskaidekophobia, the fear of the number 13, going up against diphnophobia, the fear of dinner parties, Matt. Ah. <sighs> I'm still kind of um, bummed the Pope didn't win. I don't I mean I don't want to dredge up old <laughs> wounds. That one was the dice roll. I I still think the Pope look I, I don't I'm just I'm just saying they'll come back next year, but you know. Yeah, they will. Um. All right. So I think I think you. you yes, uh, I get to go first this on this one. Yes. Um. You know, we went back and forth on this last week. I think. Again, we're getting another one of these practical fears versus ethereal fears, because for me, the fear of a dinner party, and I'm going to stretch it a little bit, but it really is a social anxiety fear, right? I think a lot of people have fears of dinner parties. Um, a lot of people don't like to go out in social situations. I think, I feel like that's a very common fear, probably one of the most common. In fact, Matt, there was another survey. They surveyed 9,000 U.S. adults in 2001 on the topic of what they called social scares. Um, the number one most common public speaking, after that, speaking up in a meeting, following that, meeting new people, which I would kind of categorize this in as well. Going to parties, 13% of those surveyed had a fear of. Talking with strangers, 13%. Um, so I, I, eating, writing, eating, and drinking while being watched, 8% of people. So I feel like this is a very common one when it comes to the number, the problem is the number 13, I also feel is at least a little more common than say the fear of holes or, 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 or you know, some of these more obscure ones. But Jesus Christ, I, I really, I really, I struggle on this one because I think while the dinner party fear, I kind of connect to and understand more. I just don't, I've never understood the number 13. I just, I don't like every fear on this list. I understand why it's a fear. Even the fear of the Pope. I get why it's a fear. I still don't get why the number 13 evokes a fear. And for me, that really, that really hurts its chances. I don't know, Matt, what, what do you say on these two? I've got to say the number 13 fear has got to go because 
I, I've never met anyone that has Triskaidekaphobia. It, it's it's just not. I have a I have a theory that it was just invented by by greeting like, card companies to sell greeting cards. No, that's yeah, that's something else. Who knows? Probably some somebody invented it. It's a conspiracy. The number twelve um, invented it. Yeah, it's it's fake news, and I think that it needs to end. I think that the real person here, the real fear, fear is the fear of dinner parties. Because, you know, that's that's an understandable one. Like, social anxiety is 100% totally understandable. But being afraid of a number, I think that that's like, that ship has sailed. That's like gone with the uh, invention of the, like, telegraph. Yeah, let's, but, just, let's just, let's just call you, it. Aren't you the same guy who argued a fear of ghosts last week? Which, to me, seems well, like a dated totally concept. Legit. There's, that's well, that's something completely different. In, in an age, totally... in an age of science, not to rehash this, but in an age of science, in the same way, clowns are kind of out of place in modern society, and a fear of the number thirteen is out of place. I feel like you can argue ghosts are also when there when there is a weird no. noise in your house, you know it's you can not. Go ahead and tell that to the ghosts. All right, all right. All right. We're gonna have to leave Bye. that because this will get out of control. Dinner parties, it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna agree with you, and we're gonna we're gonna move on here to our next round. But Matt. Uh, why don't we take a brief uh, a brief intermission here? Uh, I got to ask you. We're we're taping this on Wednesday night, Game Seven of the World Series. Who you got? Oh, okay. Uh, I know you're 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 the only person I know who's a fan of baseball. Oh, okay. So well, I have to, I, I, mean, I have to ask no, you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, sure. Um, so, I, I this has been this has been, and I say this with full honesty, the most exciting World Series. I've ever hell yeah I've ever seen hell this yeah. has been a, an amazing world series I've watched every game to completion too late um, too late they're up I mean I'm, I'm up like all hours I'm I'm so sleep deprived right now but it <laughs> it's been so worth it I, I've I've loved every minute um and I, I it's a tough it's such a tough call I, I want to give it to the Dodgers tonight just because they really the only thing coming down to it is the home field advantage. I think that plays a huge part in um, how this if, – if the game was in Houston, I would give it to Houston. I think the home field advantage is really like, – like these teams are so close together in terms of skill. They're so compatible and there's so much like the yin to the yang – I think that the the home field advantage really is that that point breaker that like will actually make the difference between the two because something has to. But then again, I mean, you never know. I, I think that last night was really scary uh, in Game Six. For I think it was really scary for the Dodgers. I, I thought that the manager was getting a little too um, he was over managing a little bit. I think he was getting a little too panicked with uh, his bullpen management. And I thought that was going to do them in in the end, but they held it together and, you know, staved it off. Like last game, I think had the had the lowest um, amount of offense, or at least the like, I think it had the the lowest score. Oh, for sure, yeah. Of any, so, uh, it it really it it's really been it's it's been wonderful to watch. You know, tonight's the last night. I, I wish the best of luck for both teams. I don't really have a preference one or the other. And I think that's, that that's been really, re- that's, 
what's made me enjoy the game even more is this is the first time in a long time I can remember that I really just did not have a dog in the fight. I didn't really have a, a strong preference of one over the other. I think it'd be cool to see either team win. Um, but I think, I think there's the, the quality of play has been unsurpassed unsurpassed. So, you know, I actually joked, um, last year when the, when the Cubs won the world series after that, like 40 minute rain delay and, uh, that like dramatic comeback in game seven and they were down, what was it? Two games to zero or whatever, three games to zero. Yeah. They fought all the way back to win the series. I said, you know what? This needs to be the series finale of baseball. Like this is the point. This would be the point in the regular show where, you know, it's not going to get any better than this. And you would just make this the season finale, like the series finale and it would just end. But I totally take back that statement after seeing this, this, this world, I think, this World Series has been more exciting just for the fact that these teams are on such an evil, equal playing field. Like, let's face it, last year, like Cleveland just shit the bed. Like they had that three-game lead and they just they just fell apart. Mm-hmm. These two teams have fought tooth and nail. Every game is like so close. They're so evenly and matched. And you can tell both teams both teams just really want it more than anything else. Mm-hmm. One team is going to be extremely disappointed tonight and the other team will be just celebrating all over town. But anyway, that's that's my what's what is your take on the World Series? Um I wish I actually had seen more of it. I I just I can't do these late nights and so I end up to, I missed the the game that went to extra innings. I didn't see that, which was very sad. Uh, but it really has been a, a phenomenal series. I, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but I've been greatly enjoying it. A lot of offense is always good offense, so that that makes it very action-packed to watch. I don't care how juiced the balls are. I like watching home runs. Um, <laughs> I think uh, I agree. Both teams are very evenly matched. Home field advantage has been big, but all team, both, each team has won an away game. So, you know, maybe they're getting over that a little bit. Tonight's game is almost impossible to predict. I've seen all the sort of smart computer analytics say 50-50 toss-ups, so... You know, it's all about which team, which team, if one team can just run up the score like crazy, although I say that, but then that these teams, I mean, they just come back from, from nothing and they just, wow, it's been very exciting. I agree with you. Last year's world series was awesome to watch that game seven with the rain delay and all this stuff. And, 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 and I think this world series has surpassed it. It's been a lot of fun. I it's, I don't have a pick. I think it's, I think, I think it's difficult to predict if you can go into my head, maybe the Dodgers, but I really think it's, it's fool's gold to try and try and predict the winner. Um, but I'm excited to, to catch some of that game. Matt, I'll let you know. Uh, do you want to get, it's, uh, they just, it's, they just finished the top of the first. Can you guess the score? Is it zero, zero? No, Houston is up two nothing. You Darvish. Whoa! Giving up some runs, yes, sir. One was an error. Okay. One run was an error. Um, mm. And the other, yeah. So it's a high offense game already. Get excited! But I mean, see that that would that would mean something in a normal game. But just the way that this series has been, two nothing, it might as well still be nothing. Nothing. Oh, for like, sure. A team could be up seven nothing, uh, and I'd yeah. still say no. It's a close game. I mean, it's bananas. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. Uh, anyhow, I just yeah, I the Dodgers to ask. haven't even gotten to bat yet. It's so it no, says the middle of the first. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like it's crazy. <laughs> it could be we could be in the third inning. It could be twenty to twenty. Who knows? I mean, with these teams, um, 
it's exciting. So look, look forward to that. I, I know people come to us for baseball talk. <laughs> but we've got to get back to fears because we have our final four, Matt. Indeed. Let's 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 do this. Let's the final four. Boom. Nail it. Matt, we've got open spaces versus clowns. Open spaces open versus spaces clowns. Versus clowns. Versus clowns. Right. That's right. Tough okay. matchup. Um, do you want to take this one or should I? Um uh, well, I think we should just keep going with this turn order thing, right? Yes. Yeah, so I, so I think it's, it's my turn. turn. Yes. Okay. Um, open spaces, clowns. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with the op- open spaces. I, this is a really tough one because I, I really want both of these to keep going and to go in and to make it, but we got to say goodbye to one. And I think we got to say goodbye to the clowns. Like clowns are really scary. We get that. But again, it's the, that, that unknown. Hmm. You know what? Oh boy! I really you, ju- you sound I really very conflicted. Know. I really don't know about this one. I don't know if I, I can let go of clowns. Clowns <laughs> is a it's a pretty scary fear. Like, I guess it's just hard because I don't understand. I understand the fear of clowns more than I understand the fear of the open spaces. Sure. Now, to me, the open spaces still has that psychological edge to it which I think lends it just more weight because it's like as a, as a better fear. Cause we are arguing the, which fear is the best fear as a quality fear. I think that the, the fear of open spaces, it just is more intriguing. I think there's more to unpack there. Um, Oh, I dropped my microphone. Um, that open space fear, like there's just there, there's got to be a lot more going on. Like, what does it feel like to be terrified of of an open space of 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 nothingness, of the void? I'm a little conflicted. I'm I'm leaning towards the open spaces, but I'm not convinced. All right, can you push me over the edge one way or another? Well, the problem is, man, I'm conflicted too. You know, the the bracket format works. We really the 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 the, the cream really does rise to the top on this one, and I think we have a couple really great fears here. You know, I've expressed I think clowns is a fundamentally sound fear, um, in, in all the right metrics. Um, but the problem I have is. And this is, I, I feel like this is cheating. I don't feel like I'm allowed to do this, but I'm already thinking ahead to the championship match. And it's like, can we really declare clowns as the best fear? Like, that's so <laughs> predictable and obvious. And there's there's nothing, it, it's, again, it's like, clowns are scary because they're scary. There's no real re- reason or purpose. They're, they're, there's not even like a psychological. It's just, they're scary because we say they're scary. And it's, and it's, and it's, and that, that is quite a ding on clowns that I look and I'm like, are we going to sit here at the end of the day and say the best fear is clowns? I may not win the championship game, but the thing about the open space fear is I agree with you. It is a very intriguing fear. 
it is one that I think is frankly almost a little more. I know you said uh, you think it's a little less. I almost think it's a little more understandable than clowns. Because at least there's a reason to be scared of open spaces. The the the, the clowns are you know not not quite as much for me. I'm super conflicted on these. I know we really have to make a decision, and I think the god damn, um, oh Jesus Christ, um, I you know I think. I don't know, Matt. Did I convince you one way or the other? <laughs> um, I'm still going to – I think I'm going to lock it in for open spaces. I, I think I, I, I definitely agree with your assessment. Can we really let clowns get to the final? Like, And I, and I, I think I'm a little more convinced now because open spaces as a psychological fear is just more – it's just more interesting. It's just – there's just more to it. Like clowns are scary. We get it. We see a clown. It looks scary. has the makeup. Uh, we don't want them to be around, but like we understand, I think we just have a better understanding of why clowns are scarier. Um, the open spaces is, is just much more cerebral as a fear. Um, and it's, it's one that's more unknown and I think that's really cool. So I'm giving it to open spaces. I, I, I think I'm going to have to back you up on this, Matt. And I, I want to make very clear clowns is a great fear. I love the fear of clowns. I'm a hundred percent behind that. Clowns are weird, and you should be afraid of them. I am gangbusters on the fear of clowns, but it's not the best fear, and I don't think it's a better fear than open spaces. And that's the in this mat because we really we have to do it on the matchup. And I think on this matchup, you really can't look me in the eye and say, "Yeah, Sean, clowns are a great fear." And it's like, well, they are, but are they the best fear? And I think we're going to have to move open spaces onto the uh onto our championship round if you can believe it. Yep. Um and we've got one other final four match and that would be holes versus dinner parties. I get to go first on this one. Um you know, oh boy, uh, another really intriguing matchup. We just covered these um I I think this one's a little easier for me. I don't know about you, Matt. I think this one's a little easier for me to pick between these two uh, because, again, for, for similar reasons we discussed before, I think the fear of dinner parties, uh, social anxiety fears, again, it, it's a good fear. It's not a great fear. It's not the best fear. It's it's a quality fear, but it's a common fear. But I just don't feel like there's there's not enough meat on those bones, you know what I'm saying, to really grab onto and say, hey, there's something here. I get, you know, it's, it's the most common fears we have as people. Um, it's a little, it's a little bit too foundational for me to get excited about. And there's just something you mentioned it before. I think there's just something really, really mystifying about the fear of holes. Although now I'm realizing we might have holes versus open spaces, which is kind of annoyingly similar. Um, although maybe that'll make a great matchup. We'll see if it wins. But I think I'm leaning towards holes in this head-to-head as much as I like the fear of dinner parties. I think it's a good Final Four contestant. Um, I just don't know if it if it should make it to the finals. What about you? Yeah. Um, I think that both of these fears are really – yeah, again, like you said, cream rises. This is, this is where it gets really tough. Uh, we got to make a decision. Um. Honestly, 
Did you think that dinner parties would make it this far? Did well, you think that that would be the one? You know, Matt. It's made it, made it pretty far. When, when this I, is, this is, dinner parties is definitely the underdog in this. Uh, when I put the. This whole thing. So I defined the bracket in a particular. I, I purposefully did half and half normal fears and weird fears, knowing that an unusual fear would make it to the finals. That was by design. And I think looking at the well, list that, of eight weird phobias, yeah. I'm not necessarily surprised. I don't know. I I really thought like uh, of the unusual fears. I thought, um, I thought it would be of those of those particular four in that sector. I I thought the number thirteen. I thought that was gonna that was gonna make it further. That was that turned out to be a uh, a bust. But I think if the Pope had gone up against dinner parties, I think the Pope would have won. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, You're probably right. I think I agree. Dinner parties no, is is not a thrilling fear. I think you know it's one of those teams. You know, it's like the eight seed who gets to the final four, and you're like, yeah, but they had an easy corner of the bracket. I think dinner party, while a good yeah. fear, I think the the road here was was paved with uh, easy matchups. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go with holes. I, I, you know, I think everybody's kind of like I've kind of shown my hand on this. Like, yeah, I'm all about the unusual, the psychological, the unexplainable, like really fears that need to be unpacked and like looked at. And holes, I think there's something really interesting there, and something really just. I want to read. I want to pick the the the. I want to pick the fear that I want to read more about. The one that I want to learn more about and study why someone would have this fear or why this could be considered a common fear or a, you know, in the world, at least in the world of, of phobias. So I'm going with holes holes is going to, for my, my choice for the final. All right. Very good. Well, it looks like our final set is determined. Our, our final two, our championship game, it all comes down to this. That one shining moment. Um, <laughs> God, I love, I love when they do that. It is holes versus open spaces. Uh, now, Matt, let, we'll take another brief intermission because we're, we're actually going to hit our time well here. But um, we talked at the beginning of the show uh, what I did for Halloween, which was nothing. But we didn't really get into what you, what did you do for Halloween? We got distracted um, before I got the answer. I'm going to say also nothing. Oh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, I didn't get a single trick or treater. It was, yeah. it was getting a little late for trick or treaters. So we, uh, we wandered outside for a bit and, uh, we decided to walk around our, our neighborhood nearby neighborhood and just kind of taking the scenery, taking the atmosphere. No. Um, it was fun. It was a nice walk. There definitely were people out and about, but, I guess when you live in an apartment building, it's a little different. Like, unless somebody organizes it, nobody right. really goes door to door when there's a, a neighborhood with actual houses right nearby. Now, did you get dressed up for so, school? No, actually, did did not. <laughs> Again, because nobody like wow. spearheaded it. So I, you know, I'm in that kind of a thing. I'm I'm definitely a follower. I'm not the one that's going to organize that. So. Gotcha. Uh, if other people were dressing up, I probably would have, but you know, it's just, it, you know, I'm, I'm poor and it's hard to justify sure. buying, you know, a costume or something like that just yeah. to wear it once and then never wear it again. Like agreed. I'm just not in that financial space right now to do that. So, I mean, yes, that's true. I could have bought like a hat or something, but I don't know. 
I think you should have um, shaved maybe, off the goatee and gone as Evil Matt. Ah, uh, no, I am Evil Matt. The goatee Matt is the Evil Matt. Oh, that would have been even better. I'm Matt's twin brother, Mike, Mitch, <laughs> Mitch Mariani. <laughs> I'm the good one. That's right. It could have been the, uh, yep, the good twin. Mm. Okay, anyhow, figured I would ask. I was curious. Let's get into it, Matt. We've we've got, it's going to be difficult, but we cannot leave here without picking a winner. And we have our matchup here. Holes versus open spaces. I think you're up in the rotation. You you get the champ, you get to call the championship game. Look at you. Um, <laughs> and we have to decide between these two. Where where do you see holes and open spaces, Matt? Two, two, two semi-similar ideas. They're really not, does it, I can, you know, we talked about holes and dinner party does it surprise you that open spaces got this far on that side of the bracket um you know it it it, i it doesn't it doesn't surprise me i kind of uh i kind of thought that open spaces would do well it's a it's a pretty common fear it it surprised yeah it surprises me that it made it to the final i didn't think it would make it this far but i thought it would do well you know i don't i don't think it uh I kind of saw what it was going up against, and I think it was actually, honestly, I think it was going to be whoever won between those two open and uh, open spaces and closed spaces, because that's just such a such a typical fear. Yet at the same time, it's got that psychological element to it, um, and and it's of course a very strong fear and very resonant fear. Um, but this is a, this is a tough one. This is a tough one because we're we're talking about two really uh, subliminal, like like arcane fears: fear of holes versus fear of open spaces. It's a tough one. While you're thinking in silence, which is fun for audio listeners, um, I will say that uh, I'm not surprised Clowns made it as far as it did. I'm actually pretty surprised about open spaces. I'm not going to lie. We had a lot of really good fears on that side. Snakes and spiders. Claustrophobia, which is pretty common. Um, Needles, heights. I mean, these were really top quality fears. Um, And I think think we've discovered over these two hours of talking about fears... Uh, that we really we like the weird stuff. We don't we don't really do the traditional fears here. Uh, I think our final two really reflect. I think we took one of maybe ghosts would have been stranger, but I think open spaces is probably the strangest we had on that side of the bracket um, in terms of of lack of commonality and sort of etherealness of it. So um, in that respect, I guess it's not surprising. Yes, um, I have come to a decision. Okay, between the two. Fears. Going to give it to should should I should I tell you or should I just say that I'm leaning towards one? I don't want to influence you one way or well, another. Why don't you why don't you hold off? I have already made my pick. So why don't you why don't you yeah. hold off? Okay. And and I'll I'll that go through weird. my thought process yeah. and then you can jump in and say, No, that's terribly wrong, or yes, and you and then that way you get to crown the champion when we both agree. How's that? All right. Fair enough. Let's do that. So I you know, between these two uh, again, both great fears, both very similar. Um, but again, I think for me, the fear of open spaces is just a little too broad. And I think it's a little too um, sort of 
inconsequential, I guess is not really the right word. For me, the fear of holes is just specific enough to be un- like like understandable in a technical sense, but also broad enough to be like, whoa, that's kind of wacky. You know, if you were afraid of one specific hole, like that might be reasonable, but we're talking about all holes. That's bizarre. And so I just, there's something, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think the best fear is the fear of holes, Matt. Holy shit. How did we get to this goddamn moment? Open spaces is a good fear, a great fear, a final two fear, I'll even agree. But I just think that it's just a little too broad for me to really say that is the best fear. A little too wide open, huh? Uh, Yes. Couldn't have said it better myself. Um, You know, I think no matter what, whether we give it to holes or if we give it to open spaces, I think that we've determined that the scariest place you can visit is the Grand Canyon. (laughs) Right? Who knew that we would would make it to this moment? Oh, that's awesome. uh, Holes or open spaces, I'd like to say that this will be a Dodgers-Astros-like moment, but I got to also give it to Holes. I was leaning toward – that was the one I was leaning towards. I was – I was uh, before you even started with your statement, Holes was the one that I, I was looking at, and I was like, you know, I just want to know more about this. Like the fear of holes, this uh, this tripophobia, just yeah. Get the technical like, name out there. I want to know. I want to know where it came from. I want to know like what defines a, a hole that you can legitimately be terrified of. What are the dimensions of these holes in the ground? Like, I, I I've got to give it to the the holes. So. Well, there you go, Matt. It's official. We have named the 2017 Best Fear. Oh, get into the the song part. Jesus. Well, okay, anyway, now they're playing NCAA clips, so never mind that. Anyway, that was a. I'm going to edit that part out. Congratulations to Holes, our 2017 best fear. Wow, what a what a shocking outcome, uh, an underdog victory to be sure, one that will re- be remembered in the record books for years to come, Matt. And and I'm I think we picked a fantastic champion. We're not saying it's the scariest fear. We're not saying it's the most unique fear. We're saying it's the best fear. And I think we've done an outstanding job here. I'm going to congratulate us and congratulate Holes on being very weird. Kind of off-putting. <laughs> something like that. Um, gosh darn it. I can't believe we did. That was, I think, one of the best brackets we've ever done. Uh, if you agree with us or disagree with us or like the bracket format or don't like the bracket format, let us know. Tweet us at UpForDebateTV or email us TV at gmail.com and let us know what you think. We're definitely going to do more brackets. I think it, it's it's a fun way to have these discussions. Um, and so coming up, we'll, we'll do more at some point in the future, Matt. 
but that was uh, that was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Maybe maybe we'll have to do one on best Thanksgiving sides. Maybe coming up. Hey, that's not a bad idea. That's I do like these brackets. It makes me feel like the things that I say on this podcast are important and have weight. <laughs> well, I just think it's more fun because we could just rank stuff, but I feel like yeah. arbitrarily pitting them against each other in a competition is like way more fun than that. Because then you're oh. judging like, it's not like the fear of holes against all other fears. It's the fear of holes against the fear of cheese. Like that's so specific. Yeah. I like this format. So... Holes it is. Holes. holes Look out for holes. Um, now, Matt, we have a little <laughs> bit of time left here at the end of the show, um, and this might be a fun opportunity because next week on the feed um, will be mm-hmm. our 2017 winter movie draft, <laughs> which we taped about two weeks ago. Um, and just That's because right. of the order, the episode order, um, it's going to be posted next week. So if you're listening to this, it's the following episode in the feed. They will be out of... So this is episode 94. That will be 92. I realize they're out of number order, but it will be the next one in the feed. Um, Matt, we mixed it up this year. I was still MC and auctioneer, but we had five teams of two competing in an all-new digital-based bidding system. You were on one of the teams. Without giving too much away, uh, you want to tell the folks a little bit about how things went and the experience and what they can look forward to next week? Um, You're going to look forward to a lot of... Uh, well, first of all, you know, you might notice some changes. If you are a longtime listener, viewer of our show, you're going to notice that the, uh, the format of this, of this, uh, draft, um, it was when we went digital this year with an all new platform built by our very good friend, Dan Miller, friend and contestant, I should mention. Yes. Uh, And I think that I, I really do think that that format, um, definitely changed some things i felt personally a little bit more impulsive it's you know, fast that, it's that very ability. fast yes it moved up to a, a much more fast paced much more kind of streamlined format and i think that you know i think i think it works differently for different people it, it can be intimidating for some for me i found it to be just very easy to kind of like punch in those numbers and and bid and place my bid really quick. Um, I won't give away whether or not that worked out in my favor or not. Uh, I'll let you be the judge of that, viewers, um, when you uh, tune in next week. Yeah, it, it, I honestly think it's one of the best drafts we've ever done. It was a lot of fun because we had all different people. We had, I think, what, four or five new people join us. I was going to say, yeah, it was it was also the biggest draft we've done so far. A lot so. of people on the Skype call, but that made it I fun. Added an element, the team, the team aspect added an element too. This is our first ever team movie draft. Um, and I think that, uh, that led to a lot more like, uh, led to a lot more asides and a lot more like, uh, teams trying to whisper to each other, but we all heard what they were saying. Yeah. Kind of like conferences and things like that. Yeah, uh, it was just it was different, but good. It, it so. was it was a blast. And I always tell people that's really if you watch any one of our episodes on YouTube throughout the year, that is the one because we had all 10 people and myself on video during the call and we had on screen graphics during the drafts. So you could actually see the bids as they were coming in. So a great one to watch on our YouTube channel. 
uh, and check out yes, the video. High, high production value. Lot it's of, the lot one of we put effort into. So you're going to want to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we'll be updating you on the league throughout the year here uh, on the show. Um, every week on Monday on Coffee and Beer Radio at anchor.fm slash coffee and beer radio or just or just co- anchor.fm slash coffee and beer or search coffee and beer radio wherever you get your podcast and on our website at any time up for debate.tv slash movies. But definitely check out the episode next week, Matt. I got to be honest with you. Uh, and this is by no means a backdoor brag, but um, I, I picked you to win the winter draft last year and you did. I picked Phil to win the summer draft this past year. He did. Again, I'm not trying to brag. What I'm trying to say is I really am struggling to pick who I think is going to win this one. And that says a lot uh, because to me, it is not no one got again, no spoilers, but I don't think anyone got such a crushing lineup like you had last winter. My God, Um, I I don't think anyone really had a fair shot. So I think it's going to make for a great season and and it made for a great draft. So check that out on the feed next week. Um, It's a can't miss episode. We'll be back. The week after that with more great shows. I don't know yet what we're going to talk about, but gosh darn it, we're going to have fun doing it. Uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us here tonight. Um, I mentioned UpForDebate.tv being our website. The link's to everything there. I won't go through the whole nine yards. Just click the subscribe button and get links to everywhere. You can subscribe and follow us right there on the website. But that's going to do it for us here. So on behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks all of you so much for joining us. May you have a scary time uh, out there. Watch out for holes. Um, And we'll see you next time for more great discussion here on Up for Debate.